Hello and welcome to the podcast version of Kenya's biggest conversation that's broadcast live every weekday morning from 6 to 10 a.m. on Spice FM. Hit subscribe for more thought-provoking conversations with your hosts Eric Latif, Ndu Oko and C.T. Muga and who's who of an eclectic mix of guests from the world of politics, policy, business and culture. This is a Situation Room podcast. Enjoy. Welcome, everybody. We have a guest joining us. We've just heard from the news. Uh, Dennis Asseto telling us about, you know, Jubilee and the Jubilee Secretary General speaking and then the uh, UDA Secretary General speaking regarding the constitution of the 14-member committee. Each side of the coalition nominated seven people to join this 14-member bipartisan committee. Uh, among the people nominated by Kenya Kwanzaa is Adan Kainan, the member of parliament for Eldar's constituency. Interestingly, Adan Kainan was elected to parliament on a jubilee ticket. He is on the Kenya Kwanzaa side of the uh, list of these people. And that's, this is what the question is. So, uh, has Adan defected to UDA? Has, Adan, has Jubilee uh, allowed Adan to get into an agreement with Kenya Kwanzaa? Adan Kainan is our guest this morning. Mashiwa, good morning. Good morning, viewers. Karibu sana to Kenya's biggest conversation, the hot seat of the situation room. Asante sana. Mashiwa, before we get into the politics of the bipartisan talks, there's something that happened in Parliament yesterday, which in the context of the 2010 Constitution is historic. Professor Kithura Kindiki, a cabinet secretary for Interior, entered the floor of parliament and answered questions from members of parliament. And we were asking ourselves when we were looking at this, you've been in parliament since when again? 97. Since 1997, you've been in parliament. You were there in the old constitution, you were there in the new constitution, you were there in the 11th and 12th parliament when we saw ministers only appearing before committees. Now here the 13th parliament has brought them before the plenary. What's the difference? I, th I think one thing that I think Kenyans need to understand, a constitution is a document that is supposed to manage the aspirations and the day-to-day -day activities of the governed in an organized manner. It's not a static, it's a very dynamic uh, document that is supposed to reflect uh, uh, what we do in an organized manner. That's why I call it constitution. Uh, what happened is uh, the current constitution actually is uh, an amalgamation of the Westminster model and the America model. And there are certain things, uh, those of us who are there then said 10% of this particular document was little, was very bad. But because of the rush and the manner in which uh, the culmination of the passing of that particular document came about, uh, we have realized since the promulgation of the August 2010 constitution, there are certain things that have become almost very difficult, mm. extremely difficult. Like in parliament, we have had instances where chairs of committees were answering difficult questions on the floor of the house, on behalf of the Kenyan people, through their elected representatives. And yet we realized that members of parliament were setting up themselves and they were not giving correct answers, first to the members and two to the taxpayers. Mm. So even in the last parliament, all of parliament, there was an attempt to introduce this. But I think later on, uh, uh, it didn't work. So this is part of the domestication. And ultimately, this will lead to some sort of constitutional changes. Uh, uh, so that uh, uh, we have uh, 
we, we, we sort out the bits that did not completely conform to either pure presidential system mm. or the Westminster model because there was that bit of, of, of confusion. So for me, what I see is part of the service delivery. We wanted to do it in the last parliament. Mm. I, I think something uh, and even something happened that didn't allow that. Mm. So I think this is the best way, this is the best thing actually for members of parliament first. Because you are a member of parliament, you have been asked intricate and very difficult questions relating to security. Yet what you are given is maybe the fourth layer or the fifth layer. Security is very sensitive. Yet the members expect you to be fully conversant with that particular topic. And, and the mandarins in that particular domain don't want to entrust you with the whole thing. Mm. So you are in a mix, you are in a fix. You have to deliver, you are the chair. You do not have the full uh, information mm. uh, that the members expect. The member, first of all, the owner of the question expects, or the entire parliament expects, or the public expects. So it's because of this that I think that has given birth to this reality. In any case, the end goal is service delivery. Mm. And what uh, Professor Kendiki did yesterday was a pet set. It was a very good approach. I saw the kind of questions. I was there the first time. Mm. And even it was the first attempt. And even the second attempt will be very good. And I'm sure the Kenyan public will enjoy this. But then, of, to what effect do we actually, what, what is the expected result of having a minister answer those questions in a limited time span? It's all over. It's consistent with the international trend. Whether we have a, a, a Westminster model or a presidential system, or whenever a, a non parliamentarian or a parliamentarian who is uh, uh, who has executive duties, who, who has executive duties assigned, that is the trend. It has to be assigned. It has to be assigned. Mm. There has to be a time limit. Uh, otherwise, you'll end up being uh, what is called uh, filibustering. Filibustering in our, in our contest. Uh, Kenyan uh, constitution is doesn't make sense. Mm. So I, I think the time limit, the timing is proper. This is the first time. Maybe ultimately this will again uh, lead to some more amendments uh, to further domesticate what is intended actually to be achieved by having uh, CSS coming to answer questions. But it's a relief for the members of parliament. You see, what I'm asking is with with a committee, when a, when a CS has been summoned by a committee, there's sufficient time for members of the committee and other members who may be invited or who may come to the before the committee, other members of parliament, to ask questions and ask follow-up questions and ask for further reports and the CS can say, I'll bring a further report next week or something like that. That is still there. So the, the, that the, is still the, Yes, the, so the CSS will list their questions. There are many, uh, you know, two different ways or three different ways of answering. One is a member can ask a question that requires a direct answer mm. on the floor of the house. You can also have an investigative question referred to the committee where the minister or any other concerned public officer will answer through the committee uh, and the committee will generate a report that will come to the floor of the house. Mm. So it depends with the way the question is designed. So that approach is still there through the committees. Mm. This is just, a, yes, it's still there. Mm. Yes, questions will, will be referred to the committees. The committees will prepare a report. If they want the clarification, the committee will call the minister at the committee level. And the committee will generate a report. Equally, if a member wants a direct answer from the CS, then you can do it on the floor of the house. So it depends what that particular member wants. So what the question that we were asking ourselves earlier on in the morning was, okay, when all this has been done and you have a report and you've understood what was asked and what was responded to, then what? Uh, uh, I, I think you need to understand the workings of parliament. Parliament works first of all through committees. Yes. 
issues can be raised on the floor of the house. Yes. That requires response. Yes. The CSS can come direct to the floor. Mm. There is a special designated area. Mm. Respond to that question. A member can ask a committee, I mean a, rep- a, 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 a question through the committee. That requires a bit of investigation. So the committee will interact, will call the relevant CS, get the answers, prepare a report, bring the report now to the house for debate. So it depends on what the member wants. Like what I was asked yesterday were all security-related issues. Yep. Uh, some of them were very urgent. Mm. And the minister did fairly well. Uh, and, and I think it was an experiment. Based. We'll see how the next CSS respond. And ultimately, by the end of uh, this term uh, uh, of, of parliament or mm. in between, there's going to be some sort of review. And that review, again, will culminate maybe whether we require to make further uh, 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 statutory amendments or even conform... Uh, you know, sometimes we have to be very creative and even expand our horizon of thinking. Because for our people, for the Kenyan public actually to get value for their money, we must also be very creative. <laughs> This is, governance requires creativity. Creativity. Yeah. I'm, I'm just wondering whether it's, it's theater. If you look back into your first time in parliament in 97 or in 2002 or in 2007, if you look at those three parliaments, ministers used to come from parliament and then there'd be question time. And a member would, so time for question time, speaker says, member for elders, member for elders, Mr. Speaker, I rise to ask question number XXX on the order paper. Minister stands up and says, Mr. Speaker, I rise to respond. Mr. Speaker, and they read the answer that you asked. You either follow up with a question or two. Did you actually get value from that? Yeah, you see, now your question in the whole essence of having a representative uh, uh, parliament at that time we had the old constitution our old constitution actually was a product of the british westminster model mm. where ministers used to be members of parliament but right now we have um, uh, ministers are not members of parliament and yet the same services are required these are some of the teething problems of the current constitution that ultimately we must sit and reflect on as kenyans and say what do we need to do uh, in order to bridge uh, the gap But for me, as, as long as we have uh, representative democracy, uh, responses to parliamentary questions by members of the executive, whether they're in parliament or outside parliament, will be a reality. Mm. So this is something that we have to think about. Let's see how it goes. And I hope uh, uh, by the end of this term, uh, we'll have settled for really what we want uh, mm. as far as that question is concerned. You remember some people are proposing even a, a mixed model where we have uh, members of parliament Uh, doubling as CS, but it's not provided for in the current constitution. Yeah. So let's see. It's, 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 it's not cast in stone. It's something that uh, uh, at the end of this time we'll be in a position to say, did it add value? Did it lessen the burden on uh, the taxpayers? Did it uh, uh, contribute to the efficiency in which, in, 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 you know, in the way members of parliament actually handle parliamentary issues? Uh, so so there will be a lot of questions that will be answered at the end of this trial period. And I... Uh, the first thing that I can say is a relief for members of parliament. Mm. Because as an individual, I wasn't very comfortable having members of parliament actually answering questions on behalf of the executive. executive. Yes, mm. it wasn't a very good idea. Mm. But again, we had no other option. It was the only way. It was the only way. Okay. Let's move into now the conversation about bipartisanship. All right. So in those parliaments that you sat in, initially we had government and opposition in parliament. Now we have majority and minority in parliament. None of them, majority, minority, it doesn't mean government and opposition. 
minority here could be the person uh, the executive could have the minority in parliament but now in those times you sat in the ippg of 1997 that looked at you know the next election how to manage our elections you have been through the journey of constitution on the constitution making uh, where again members of parliament created a committee that was bipartisan so to speak to midwife the birth of a new constitution with a committee of experts and then the report of the committee of experts that gave us the draft constitution and all now we are again having a conversation about bipartisanship explain this bipartisan approach in parliament uh, uh, thank you so much first uh, again we need to appreciate the dynamics of our politics once you understand the dynamics of the kenyan politics and how it has worked since the formation of the nation state of the republic of kenya then you will appreciate what is happening basically uh, we have a presidential system right now meaning the executive is not in parliament that is the essence of our, the current constitution that's why we have a majority mm. and, and, and 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 minority and it's true that you could end up having uh, uh, you could see a scenario where uh, uh, there is a president who doesn't enjoy an absolute parliamentary majority yeah it hasn't happened yet mm. in kenya but it happens once in a while uh, that's why there is room for coalition making that's why there is room for alliance building that's why there is room for cooperation and many other things it could well. have happened this time eh it could have happened this time had the numbers not yes it depends now yes yes the kenyan public you know the decision ultimately the decision makers are the kenyan public yeah. uh, so it didn't happen this time it didn't happen 2020 uh, 2017 it didn't happen 2022 i mean 2013 so but it's something that could happen mm. so the bipartisanship is is is, is, is uh, the english meaning of that is a, a cross cutting issue that requires some sort of unanimity yeah uh without any uh, uh, uh you know party affiliated issues taking the center stage uh, so right now because of where we are uh because of uh, uh the evolving nature of our politics the 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 leadership his excellency president william ruto and the leadership of of uh, azimio at certain stage uh, because of what has been happening made a decision to have a parliamentary centered a parliamentary oriented and parliamentary placed uh, process that will lead to uh, uh, you know in addressing some of the issues that the Kenyan public actually has been uh, raising mm. so that, so we are in the initial stage but the reality is every member of parliament the 349 the 350 the 400 uh, the 67 enjoys an inherent constitutional right mm. as a member of parliament either nominated or directly elected to do all that appertains to representation oversight legislation budget making parliamentary diplomacy and even engaging in uh, bipartisan issues that will add value to the taxpayers and i believe this is the essence of what is being conversed right now is that the initial stage is not the first time so uh, we'll see how it evolves uh, and and you see that's why now parties uh, whether in collusion or uh, 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 or in different formations mm. make a decision on what to do either collectively or members of parliament sometimes make an individual decision because at the end of the day you take an oath to represent 
your people yeah in parliament mm. so that is the essence of our democracy mm. and it happens like right now if you go to america uh, the democrats lost a senator just because here is you no know, this of course in their in their in, in, in their context it's outrightly in the constitution you could change positions and this is just say look uh, I, i don't agree with this and this i'll take a center stage mm. i will vote with my conscience mm. though it's not written in our context also the same applies because nobody will vote you will, will force you to vote in any particular manner whether your party wants or not but there is an agreement yeah. to whip to say this is good for my coalition this is good for for my group and this so you can only be persuaded Uh, otherwise ultimately every member makes an individual decision based on what you think is good for the country what you think is good for your conscience what you think is consistent with your conscience as an as an individual you know this you are now a member of the 13th parliament the 12th parliament that you remember well you've been a member of parliament for the last six parliaments but the one accusation that has been leveled against parliamentarians you talk about Let me start with the 10th, 11th, 12th. In fact, let me just talk about parliamentarians generally. Is that the very thing you mentioned about the individual choices and the individual positions that someone takes as a matter of conscience. It's been argued that that doesn't exist in our parliament. That what one sees is a herd mentality. People sort of like gang up and decide this is the direction they want to take. Mm. Would you say that that is a fair accusation? again uh, we need again to understand the, the the traditions of generally parliaments whether in developed countries or developing countries or uh, third world countries you see once you are in parliament there are certain things that constitute you being a member of that particular parliament mm. you can be in a party you can be independent you can be in a coalition but there is always room the right for that particular member of parliament to vote independently independently mm-hmm. That's why you are allowed to absent yourself. You are allowed to oppose, you are allowed to support, but there is respect for the group decision because that's why you are aligned. But if you realize the group decision uh, is not consistent with the national interest, is not consistent with your conscience interest, is against your conscience. You have every right inherent constitutional right to oppose even if you will be alone. And so it's that that scenario that you have mentioned is not something unique to Kenya. Go all over the world. that is the tenant of democracy you agree you disagree mm. uh, and, and then that's why people now allow uh, lobbyism mm. you know you are lobbied you have groupings you are persuaded you are briefed this is what i want to do mm. that is why you see once in a while parties have pgs if the voting was automatic why will you call for a pg the pg is to educate you to persuade you that this is what we intend to do can we agree and this is why it's important for and us to take this position that's important that's why today uh, if any of the groupings will want to have certain things done in a particular way you don't just bring it to the floor of the house mm-hmm. you call your group and say look this is what i intend to propose can you amend can you delete can you support this that is the essence and that's exactly what we are talking about mm-hmm. it's not just an automatic thing for 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 party owners Uh, or party leaders just to dictate and say members of all I have decided go and do this like what my friend uh, the, the, the Kioni was just alluding to. it doesn't work like that it doesn't work like, no way it will work like that you don't just go to the village carry something and say I've given instructions to every member of parliament will decide what they want to do mm. it doesn't it doesn't But work like that you see I, I can understand that from the context of voting you know when you're making that decision 
on a certain motion or bill or decision that needs to be made by parliament but now when it comes to formation of let's say a bipartisan committee now we have seen the way that this one has gone azimio together as a coalition of the various political parties sat down and they picked seven kenya kwanza together as a coalition of political parties in the kenya kwanza coalition or the pre or post election agreements sat down and they picked on the seven now the cross-cutting issue that's where now we want to discuss this and we want to understand you are a member of azimio which is in uh, by by being a member of jubilee but now you attended a parliamentary group meeting did you attend that meeting of Kenya Kwanza continue their question you attend a Kenya Kwanza group <laughs> meeting Kenya Kwanza names you as one of the members in their list of seven so what was the thinking of Kenya Kwanza by naming you had they called you before had they persuaded you no 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 you come and be a, one of us uh, is it because you are affiliating with them is it because you are now working with Kenya Kwanza and not working with Jubilee or yeah. or remember there's this matter of conscience mm. or did you look at what was going on and you used your independent thought and decided no, no, actually for this particular matter here this one mm. i think i want I'm, to negotiate uh, but i want to be better off negotiating if, uh, if i'm sitting on this side mm. i think that's a good question uh, uh, let me say this first and i will say this authoritatively without fear without favor on behalf of jubilee mm. jubilee once upon a time was a ruling party with an absolute majority in parliament uh, with an absolute uh, uh, majority in the council of governors with an absolute majority in uh, 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 county assemblies that is history i do not want to delve very much on the circumstances that contributed to that uh, theoretically we were in a coalition Personally, I'm yet to see the coalition agreement. But I can tell you, we as Jubilee, members of parliament, suffered. We lost everything. Everything that we have had, or everything that we were entitled to. Jubilee is the third largest party in the 13th parliament. We have Yuda, we have ODM, and Jubilee is the third largest party. Everything that we were entitled to, in the name of coalition we have lost what's that I'll, i'll tell you what we have lost the committee membership the committee chairs the parliamentary service commission the minority whip that i'll enumerate this the azimio grouping has mistreated the membership of jubilee in a manner that is totally inhuman in a manner that's unacceptable in a manner that does not befit the status of elected members of uh, members of parliament and i'll give you this under that coalition we are they they, they supposed to be, theoretically they supposed to be some sort of uh, 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 understanding on what each member of that particular coalition is entitled we have odium we have waiba we have jubilee and all parliamentary positions that were the preserve of jubilee have been taken over by odium i'll explain the first was the parliamentary service commission we have had three slots we gave our slot to honorable john waluke and you even saw kioni going to see him in prison how did we lose where did that position go that position ultimately odm through their tricks mechanism took that position and uh, the poor waluke was duped we lost mm-hmm. few weeks ago 
Fatuma Dulo, who was the minority whip, was whipped. Like exactly what happened to Watangula, mm. uh, Speaker Watangula, Dr. Watangula, on uh, 20th March. Uh, uh, it was, it was noisy and messy. Yes. Fatuma Dulo was whipped. Who took over the position? A member of ODM. Okay. I'm aware that in the process of the whipping, uh, the Honorable Sabina Chege. And look at them in the structure. I am the father of parliament. The 13th parliament. The longest serving member of parliament. In our midst, we have a first time chairing a committee. Within the Azimio group. It just doesn't happen in parliamentary democracy. And yet you don't and have yet any I don't. leadership. You want to tell me that's a relationship that I should support consciously? Uh, that I should a relationship that we should say we belong to this, if anything. And I think somebody somewhere was on a revenge mission. Somebody somewhere was a revenge mission against Jubilee. So me, I want to take this opportunity to thank the leadership of Kenya Kwanzaa, led by His Excellency, the President, and the Deputy President and the entire parliamentary leadership for realizing that Jubilee is a major stakeholder in the 13th Parliament. And the slot, this is consistent. They, they realized where is Jubilee? We are talking about bipartisanship. Look at the members who are nominated. The seventh from Azimio. Can you name? I don't. I, these are members, very respectable members. But look at the seven. Mm. Where do they belong to? Do you see any from, just mention their names. Do you see any from Jubilee? Is Jubilee not a parliamentary party? And I've just told you it's the third largest party mm. In, mm. in the 13th parliament. So what happened? So the leadership of Kenya Kwanzaa realized there's a problem and donated a slot of theirs and we thank them very sincerely to say this should go to so if we realize if we have to realize the dream of having mm -hmm. a bipartisan approach they said we will so we will donate this particular slot of theirs they made the third largest political party to a third largest political that has been sidelined mm -hmm. by the very group that they belong to that they belong to let's take a break on that note when we come back i'll read the names of the Azimio side, I'll read the names of uh, the Kenya Kwanzaa side, and then we'll continue the conversation. The Honorable Aidan Kainan, as he says, is the father of parliament. He's currently one of the longest serving members in the 13th parliament, having joined in uh, 2007. He's a member of parliament. 97, sorry, yes. <laughs> He's a member of parliament for Eldas constituency. He is now one of the seven members who have been nominated by the Kenya Kwanzaa coalition to join the, by, the for 13 member, 14 member bipartisan uh, dialogue committee. We want to understand why. This is the Situation Room. The only way to start your day. The MP for Eldas constituency uh, elected a Jubilee ticket and actually yeah, let me just say, say that now correctly. Okay. The most experienced member in the 13th parliament. Having served how many terms? Six, seven? Mm. Since 1997. Mm. Okay. So we're talking about the composition of this bipartisan team. And you've told us, you feel that Jubilee has basically been mistreated by the Azimio coalition. But the Jubilee leadership has not said anything about this. Why? In terms of the national leaders of Jubilee, the Jubilee party leader has not said anything about this. The Jubilee secretary general, you just heard him on the news. He's not been complaining about this. Uh, let me let me say this i am the jubilee coalition parliamentary group secretary so anything appertaining to parliament i'm the right person to speak about and this is why i'm talking about the same uh Keone doesn't understand what is Keone is, is, is and you remember now that we have even the party generally has a problem right now which we are trying to sort out i don't want to delve very much in that but like what i can say is uh, we are happy with the slot that has been donated to us by the leadership of Kenya Kwanzaa.
I've just alluded to. And therefore, our role assume that we don't exist. Somebody else has realized that we are a critical component, major stakeholder in the 13th Parliament, and therefore our role in the bipartisanship committee uh, will be critical. To that extent, we say thank you to the leadership of Kenya Kwanza, led by the President and his deputy, and the entire leadership of Parliament, both the Senate and National Assembly. And we ask our colleagues in Azimio, for how long will one rely on deceitful, creative imaginations that has been the hallmark of their political career? Which, honestly, if you look at this, look at what has happened to all the past. That's why I was mentioning to what happened to uh, the Right Honourable uh, Speaker, Dr. <laughs> Moses Wetangula, mm. on 20th March 2018. He was the leader of, uh, of, of, uh, of the minority, minority. In the Senate. Yes, he was ejected unceremoniously. Mm. Look at what happened to Kinky. Look at what happened to Modavadi. Look at what happened to everybody. So what we are going through right now is, part, is consistent with what happened to many other Kenyans. And for us, we will not take lightly. We will not sleep. We will not allow them actually to uh, step on us. We will insist on occupying our rightful place in the 13th parliament and within the Kenyan public. That is why proudly we will work with the government of the day. Whoever doesn't feel comfortable, then that is your business. Uh, we have no apologies to make. Jubilee, has made a Jubilee Parliamentary Caucus has made a deliberate decision to work with the government of the day, we're still members of Azimio, mm. but we have a problem. We have made a pronouncement that there's a problem in Azimio and we'll sort it out illegally. There's a legal mechanism which we'll sort out very soon. But for now, because they have failed to appreciate our existence, they have failed to give us what we are entitled to. They have subjected our membership. And I've said this, what has happened to Honorable Waluke? We lost our PSC. Where is the fairness? Mm. They went to Honorable Waluke in jail, gave him a letter of nominations. And behind the scene, they nominated their own person. Where is that coalition? Where does that leave that particular member and Jubilee by extension? They did the same to Honorable Fatuma Dulo, a great lady, among the few women senators actually in the Republic of Kenya, a lawyer, a highly experienced person. Just we just like that, her position taken by ODM. Right now, they are proposing uh, to have uh, Sabina Chege removed, and we will resist. And I want Sabina to appreciate wherever she is we will resist we will not allow subpoena chege to be booted out the way they have done to this in parliament fortunately in the national assembly the standing orders are slightly different we will resist that position belongs to jubilee that position belongs to jubilee and jubilee has donated that position mm. to the honorable subpoena chege so whatever creative imagination that they have there is theirs so subpoena chege wherever there is we will meet on the floor of the house and we will oppose whatever intention that they have to remove the honorable subpoena chege on these other things i have alluded to this Jubilee has been mistreated. Uh, the only thing remains right now. Shall we be silent and wait to be mistreated further? Why would you be silent and let their structures? Have you the raised structures this within the structures of Azimio? The, the structures have failed to address. Have, because you, have you raised it within Absolutely, at the highest level. What, what's that level? Consistent lies. What's that level? What have you actually at raised? At the highest level. I do not want to mention The next. highest level is the council. We have raised at every level that what Jubilee has been subjected to was not fair was not consistent with uh, even uh, uh, what we had said we'll do as a group. Mm. And therefore, we have made a conscious decision that will not be bound 
by what they think and i can tell you majority of jubilee members are not even invited to that purported uh, pg in uh, in uh, stone Abbey. can i ask a question yes Mishimiwa? yes if there's that level of disgruntlement in jubilee why doesn't jubilee just leave as a that's why i say it's a process we have made a pronouncement hmm. it's a process we are in the process we're still in the we're in the process we'll invoke uh, our post-election rights and at an opportune time completely exit as because we i personally don't see any benefit mm. yes and i'm sure majority of our members also don't see any benefit with uh, being a member of the Zemiyo caucus right now mm. yes Mashimura, you know i want to ask this on behalf of the many i'm sure you'll tell me that you are to go through the list of uh the seven members from Azimio let me so that you know the unfairness let me give you the list yes one ledama olekina which party which party odm odm edwin sifuna which party odm yes eno kwambua waipa waipa uh, amina mnyanzi which party odm malindi mp odm milio thiambo which party odm otiende amolo which party odm david kosing David Kosing, interestingly, that's a very interesting member also of that committee. The party. You know his party? What's his party? Kenya Union Party has just signed a post-election agreement with Kenya Kwanzaa. Kenya Union Party is yes. the one by the former governor. Former of, governor. So, of West Bokot. Yes, of West Bokot. Professor so even my friend Posing is also a donation by, by Azimio to a member of a different uh, formation. And that member is there by right. So I'm not the only one. So that 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 position was also donated to the, uh, that party of the former governor, mm. uh, Court. So you need to understand, of course, many people don't know that uh, they have entered a post election. So like you said, so of, of, of the seven members, five of them are Five ADM. of them. So where is Jubilee? Ask yourself, where is Jubilee in that? Even if they felt that they were the majority where is jubilee the third largest party listen from uh, uh, the, the seven membership uh, committee and yet you want to tell us that we are foolish enough not to make a pronouncement on our rights so that is the question that whoever came up with that list hmm. should have said they have a coalition a coalition comprising of three major parties first party odm second party jubilee third party wiper in terms of their strength yeah one party takes almost 80 percent donates one to wiper and the other one to a member of uh of uh kk kenya kwanza and yet you want me to sit down somewhere as an experienced legislator somebody who has gone to school and clap for you i will not wish me want to ask you another question you were a member of odm up to 2017. the odm you speak of now is it a different ODM from the one you're a it member is, of? I, I was a member for five years, uh, uh, between 2013 and 2017. And this is exactly, I thought they have learned. You know, sometimes you need to learn from your mistakes. It is the same thing. This, what, actually what I'm surprised with is how the Honorable Oluke was treated. A person who was already going through serious challenges. You give him a nomination, you visit him in prison, you make a pronouncement, and on the hand behind the scene, you get give the same slot to your own member where, where is where is where is the common sense was we look a member of odm he's a member of uh, jubilee, jubilee. Mm. that slot was rightfully ours mm. at that time he had a challenge you all know this mm. Mm, we do and we as a party we said this slot will go to Waluke. i was there i had my time we just said let's give it to Waluke. and they went ahead presented the nomination in prison but behind the scene they had their own candidates and that is exactly 
the trademark of certain characters within that establishment within okay. that group now my question on behalf of the very many members i said you're going to tell me there are million millions of members of the jubilee party okay when they watch you as leaders and they can see all these things and now today you're telling the the membership of jubilee that we are being mistreated by our coalition partners in parliament in the way in which slots are uh, being given in the way in which uh, we're being given priority how have you addressed this as leaders within the coalition and within the political party let's start with have you raised this within the structures of jubilee Yes, that is why we have disagreement. A small group feel, the majority of the Jubilee leadership feel that the way the party members have been treated is not fair. That is why we have raised it and we have uh, certain caucus. But there are few. Uh, because of personal interest, because of uh, uh, other considerations, we feel that they do not need to raise this. Because what's if a, you are there... What's the highest decision-making organ of Jubilee? NEC. The National Executive Council. Yes. And it comprises... Of uh, there are different officials, uh, representative of parliament, representative of governors, representative of uh, uh, county assembly caucus. Yeah. Yes. Has this matter been formally? Absolutely. That's why the other day the we NEC. made a yes. That's why we made a pronouncement and even uh, made a certain attempts actually to cause certain changes. Mm. Uh, it's a court issue. I don't want to delve into that. Mm. So that I'm not accused of subjudi. Uh, let me leave it there. I'm sure the courts will educate. That's why we the majority made a pronouncement. The minority went to court. Uh, so mm. let's let's leave it to the courts. So the matter has been dealt yes. with at NEC yes. it's subject we made to a court. pronouncement actually okay and including causing certain changes within the leadership of the party but somebody went to court let's leave it to the court actually to make a determination okay yes in the matter of now Azimio as a coalition if any party felt disgruntled what are the redress mechanisms you give notice and then like i tell you this this particular coalition document nobody knows even the content even me as a parliamentary group leader uh, I'm yet to internalize. Uh, but again... Does the document exist? We don't know whether even it exists. I'm yet to see. Personally, I'm yet to see. But we'll follow the law. So how then does the coalition function? How does it go about it? That, that is why everything has failed. You know it. That's why everything has failed. And take this. Between 2017 and 2022, let me say this. The Jubilee was a movement. Jubilee party was a movement. With absolute majority in parliament. Uh, with the support of the majority of Kenyans. That has dwindled. Today we have one governor. At that particular time, we had almost two-thirds of members of parliament. Today we have 34. What has happened? Meaning the majority of Kenyans who supported Jubilee did not agree with the decision that we made in 2022. It's the reality. They did not agree with the decision that we made to take certain political uh, uh, route. So right now, we have to retrace our footsteps and reconnect with the former Jubilee members and say, look, this is where maybe we may have made mistakes. Can we reconcile? And we are in the process of reconciling with, uh, with, uh, with the Kenyan public. So Jubilee takes its rightful place. Jubilee applies what is good for the ordinary people. And we reclaim our Jubilee heritage. And that is why today proudly I can say that if we have made a mistake, we'll be asking for an apology. We'll be, we'll be asking for forgiveness for the Kenyan public at an opportune time for now. Let's see how the court issue ends. For now, we will participate as a fully-fledged party, properly represented in Parliament, in the bipartisan group, mm. uh, without the permission of our Azimio uh, brothers and sisters. They have had their nominated, they have nominated their team. We wish them well. We will meet. Ours is to work for the well-being of the people of Kenya. So anything that, uh, that will bring the Kenyan people together is our job. 
So I want to tell them, it's not about the membership. It's not about uh, who is nominated. It's about what we are going to discuss and how that will contribute to the welfare of uh, the city. Not only the welfare, but the realization of our national interest. Because there are certain things that we can't disagree on. Mm. Uh, the national interest is everybody's interest. The national interest is the very existence, actually, of the Republic of Kenya. And therefore, when that comes, the issue of parties actually are relegated to the back door. Bushmira, in the time you've been a member of parliament, this matter that we're now discussing, have you witnessed it before? Yes, it has happened all over. At one time, I, the late Anyona was uh, one-man uh, party, uh, was the chair. Uh, we have Literally, in every parliament, we have had some sort of caucus. The, the most significant was uh, when Anyona was there, uh, the late Anyona was there. We have had uh, the one of Paul Mute and uh, other groups. We have had the one of Kreitum Runge and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and uh, James Orengo. This is a parliamentary process, a parliamentary activity. The only thing right now we are objecting to and will object to it in, at every level is the exclusion of Jubilee in the decision-making organs of the 13th parliament. That will not be allowed. That will not be tolerated. And those who think about it, they will have to rethink. We have the right to representation in every parliamentary activity as the third largest party. And this is one thing that we are telling our Azimio brothers. They need to apologize to us. They need to apologize to the members of parliament, the 13th parliament from the Jubilee family. They need to apologize to the Jubilee fraternity for the mistreatment and the way they have handled us. But for us, we have moved on. We are now working with the government of the day We'll make a pronouncement. Yes, legally we are in Azimio. But consciously, not legally we are in Azimio. But mm. we have made a pronouncement mm. that this marriage is not working. If they can make it work by being truthful, then we will see. Mm. But for now, uh, uh, it's not working. You'll be if, sleeping in the If in it's the not bedroom. working, why will we be in a very abusive marriage where every every morning somebody tells you you don't exist? I don't recognize you as a Latif. Who is this? Everybody when you meet, you say, "Are you John?" That person just want to, just want to appreciate that you are Latif and you exist and, and, you are, and you are human being. That is exactly what we have been subjected to. And just realize, I have given you this. Seven members, five from one party, the exclusion of Jubilee, and you want me to sit in parliament and profess and say, I clap for you and I will support that particular group. I'll be the most foolish person actually on earth if we were to do that. And I don't think whether there's any member of Jubilee who would be willing to do that. So I see you and the Honorable Sabina Shege and the other members of Jubilee in that parliament leaning more towards the Kenya Council side. Even when it comes to voting, you'd be uh, easier to listen to the whip of Kenya Kwanzaa than to the whip of Azimio. No, we will listen to common sense. Mm. We will listen to our conscience. We will listen to uh, the dictates of our electorate. And we will listen to our party interests. If that, that all that is uh, consistent with the policies of Kenya Kwanzaa, we have no problem. We will stand up and say, this is where we think our decision belongs. to. This is where we think we support. And that's exactly what we are doing right now. If our friends, on the other hand, bring something that will add value to the national well-being, we'll be there to support them. You know, what I hear you say, I'm willing to believe of you as Adan Kenyan because... The people you represent, for the time you've been in parliament, but I've seen something. People don't get elected six times simply because they exist. There must be something positive about them. But speaking of other parliamentarians, would I be wrong if I said that sometimes these arrangements, these coalitions that we have, are not based on truth, but more of convenience. And that at times, 
the convenience that allows you to get into these associations now either fail to serve the purpose for which they were intended or they work against you i'm sure you what is the latest definition of politics the art of the possible and you can magnify that the art of the possible the art of the possible meaning first uh, that art of possible must be anchored on certain particular truth the law the law and the national interest and your conscience that's why politics is so dynamic so dynamic everywhere in america in the uk in israel everywhere politics is so dynamic uh, that being the case uh, you must be conscious of what the taxpayers want you must also be conscious of the realities of the time that is why today the people who are still going around who don't believe that uh, william ruto is the president of kenya you will only exist in the state of hallucination william ruto is the fifth president of the republic of kenya taken an oath of office and you'll have just to wait for another time if you don't believe in that then you are man person <laughs> because elections come and go that reality must dawn on you right, right now it's like you know you can have dreams eh? but even dreams have certain, <laughs> certain even dreams come to an end <laughs> come to an end morning will come morning will come uh, so the reality is we attempted to have a presidential we lost William Ruto is the fifth president of the Republic of Kenya and that reality must dawn on anybody who doesn't believe in this. That's why today we are saying mm. you must also accept that there is jubilee okay. with 34 members. If you don't accept that reality and you expect me to clap for you whatever stupid decision or unreasonable decision that we make, honestly, I'll be the most foolish person if I were to do that and we will not. I will not do personally and I'm sure my colleagues in Jubilee fraternity will not also do. So for now, allow us a space. You have mistreated us. We are giving you notice. We need an apology. Repent, not only to us, but to many other leaders whom you have mistreated. And all of them right now, you know, God is very fair. Mm. Let me say this, God is very fair. Wetangula was booted. That, is the, that was the making of the new Wetangula now who is the speaker of the National Assembly of the 13th Parliament. Mudavadi was booted. He's now the Prime chief. Uh, King was booted. He's now the speaker. Uh, Arendale was booted. He's now the, the CS. Uh, 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 defense. defense. William Ruto was booted. Is now as the Minister for Agriculture. Is now the fifth president of the Republic of Kenya. Who knows? Fatuma Dula has just been removed. Fatuma Dula will be something great. Something great we is will in the see her. Yes. Moshimua. Sabina is the same. And so we are not worried because God is fair. Mistreat people, God will revenge on you. Be oh. fair to people, God will be fair to you. This is why my message today is: please, for the sake of God, for those of us who are in that uh, Azimio group. Be fair to yourself, apply your conscience, stop misleading people, stop lying to yourself. Reflect and do what God loves most is fairness. Reflect on what our conscience actually uh, 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 appreciates and expect that fairness and the right to everybody on whatever that you do. And that's what I've been missing in that particular grouping. Kwisha. Adan Kainan, Member of Parliament for Elders Constituency. He says he's the father of Parliament. He's the most experienced member of the 13th Parliament. He's been our guest this morning. How about that? You made it to the end of today's podcast. You clearly ooze stamina. Guess what? Just hit subscribe at Standard Media Podcast, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts from. Our podcasts drop daily. From me and the team, catch you next time. Bye-bye.